excellence in sports entertainment. Pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. It is a TWP Extra. It's Jason. Shocker. None of the boys on the East Coast are joining because they were too cheap to buy the pay-per-view. And more importantly, it is almost midnight for them. Whereas me, being on the East, uh, West Coast, the best coast, it's just about 9 p.m. The... Uh, Forbidden Door pay-per-view just ended, and they got it done in a little under four hours. Now, under five hours if you're counting the buy-in, which actually wasn't too bad, but do we really need to see QT Marshall? No. There's a million other talents on that roster that uh, I would have preferred to see on the buy-in, but not even negative. This is going to be about a 10-minute job tonight again. Much like the last one, no production. Here, you want to know what I'm wearing? It's an old Bullet Club elite shirt. Uh, no jingle, no production. Uh, just that opening in the beginning and that close you're going to hear at the very end. So, I like Forbidden Door. Uh, it, to me, felt like a regular AEW pay-per-view, but it had the bonus of showcasing New Japan what New Japan is all about, how they work, and more importantly, the talent. And for me, I knew who Okada was, and I knew who Jay White was, but there's a couple guys, uh, the boys all make fun of me because of my notebook. They're like, you should just type it on a Word document, Kevin's Mr. Spreadsheet. But I'm a notebook guy. So I took a bunch of notes throughout the course of the evening, and some of the guys from New Japan that now I'm like, I got to find out what these guys are all about were Will Ospreay. That match with Orange Cassidy blew me away. I really didn't, you know, looking at the two of them, you don't think there's a chance that Orange Cassidy can pull off the win. And I'm not dissing Orange Cassidy, but you look at Orange Cassidy and you look at Will Ospreay and you think there is no way these guys can have a classic they had a classic, and if you haven't seen it, uh, order the replay of the pay-per-view. Get it. It's worth it. Um, Shibata. I don't know anything about this guy or who he is, but when his music hit, the crowd went crazy. So I'm going to look him up on YouTube. Um, El Fantasma from the Bullet Club. That guy was pretty awesome, too. Uh, Clark Connors, who I know a little bit from being out here in Southern California. He's at the L.A. Dojo uh, for New Japan. So uh, those are a couple names of guys that I really like and I'm going to look into it. And I'm going to try to figure out how to watch New Japan. Now, I know there's some shows that run on Axis. I've got that on the DVR. But like New Japan World, I have to figure out how that works with the translations and how much it costs and stuff like that. But I'm going to start paying more attention to New Japan because uh, what I saw tonight in this essential not, you know, showcase was uh, some, some pretty badass athletes. Now, um, another thing I liked about the pay-per-view was the commentary team took their time explaining New Japan things that someone like myself 
who doesn't know a lot about New Japan would learn. And the couple things that I wrote down in the notebook were they took their time trying to explain what the G1 tournament was. Now, from what I understand, there's four groups of guys called blocks, A block, B block, C block, E block. And uh, it's like a month-long tournament. So I'm pretty uh, excited about looking into that. Another thing that they took time explaining was why the LA Dojo guys were all in black trunks and black boots. They're training. They haven't earned. They haven't graduated. I believe Coughlin uh, was his last name, the guy that had the gold on his black tights. I think he had just graduated, and he's up for the, the, the next phase of his career with New Japan. So uh, that was pretty awesome. And then the last thing, they explained that the title that Jay White was defending was the IWGP title and Intercontinental title that had recently been unified. So, again, for someone who doesn't know much about New Japan, they really took their time trying to educate. And that's Excalibur, that's Taz, that's Kevin Kelly, even Tony Schiavone a little bit. And, of course, you know, my favorite, old JR showed up and <coughs> did what old JR does. That was almost past three and a half count. Yeah, that can be a thing. But anyway, uh, before the event started today, uh, scalpers apparently were having a hard time of moving tickets. Uh, secondary market, there were tickets available for $2 as well as tickets for $8. So you heard me correct. In 2022, there were tickets literally available on secondary markets for $2 to this big event. Uh like I talked about on this week's podcast with the boys, I was curious, was it going to be like, if there's 10 matches, AEW wins five, and then New Japan wins five. But unfortunately, I had a plan, and I started to keep track, but then I realized there's a lot of mixes. Like, you had a couple guys from New Japan with an AEW guy, and a couple of AEW guys with some New Japan guys. So I just stopped counting. That, that didn't really mean anything to me. Uh, the buy-in. Usually, it's the half-hour countdown show and then 30 minutes of matches. I love that they did four matches. I wish QT Marshall was not in one of those matches. But overall, a great buy-in. I love Lance Archer. Swerve Scott, or Swerve Strickland, excuse my uh, misstep. He needs to be on TV more by himself. The guy's a stunt. It is indeed Swerve's house. Unfortunately, there was a sign in the crowd that says that this match humps. Nah, that match did not hump. But Swerve Strickland is a star. Um, the match with Suzuki and Jericho and Sammy uh, against uh, who, who did they go in there with? Uh, Kingston, Yuta, and Amino. Now, again, I don't know much about. New Japan. I love the story about Amino uh, being a young boy and Jericho beating him a couple years ago when he was protecting his dad. Red Shoes, the referee, which would have been cool to get Red Shoes to referee a match. I wonder why that didn't happen. Um, it was nice to see Jeremy Marcus, referee of the first match of the Bayern. If you don't know who Jeremy Marcus is, he was one of my trainers at Santino Brothers uh, last year in the uh, in the class that I took, the Advocates class. 
so it's cool to see Jeremy on, uh, you know, on, on pay-per-view. Congrats, Jeremy. I know you're uh, out there doing your thing. Uh, but back to Suzuki. To me, like the crowd loved his music. I thought his music sounded like Bon Jovi, You Give Love a Bad Name. Maybe you'll hear it next time. Uh, another thing, I didn't understand his fight style. I'm going to come in the ring, stand there, and you're going to slap. And I'm going to slap you. And then you're going to slap me. Like, not the most defensive method, maybe? I don't know. But again, I don't know anything about New Japan, and I look forward to watching more and learning more. Uh, nothing about that six-man match, uh, Sammy Guevara. It sucks they don't have the faith in him to be a singles heel on his own with the girl. They got to put him in with the group. But he, the, the crowd hated him. And it was awesome to hear him get booed, him play right into it. Um, one thing about the match I did not like was the triple submission. Jericho's team all had submissions, and, and none of them gave up. Like, if you're going to do that, do that as the finish. And I don't even like that finish. But if you're going to do it, just, uh, you know, do it. Um, the tag match. Winners take all. Three teams, two titles, one winner. FTR, United Empire, and Rapungi Vice. Um, I went on a big FTR kick this weekend. I watched that match with the Briscoes from Supercard in Dallas uh, yesterday for the first time, and I was blown away. It was so good. And I am so happy that FTR did win. Uh, hopefully they can get the AEW tag belts off of those dastardly young bucks and uh, just get that photo with, like, all four on their arms and if they want to go and uh, do like the Dudleys did when they went to TNA. They had all the WWE titles and their TNA titles and their new, like, great photos. If I felt like doing production, I would post that picture right here, but I'm not. So, no. Um, Jeff Cobb. Standing moonsault? That is insane. The standing moonsault that he did in that match was insane. Um, you know, it's funny. Brian didn't want to do this podcast, but he's texting me. Hmm. Uh, his barber went. Not His, his barber, uh, Brutus, went to Forbidden Door. So i uh curious to see how – I guess he's going to try to talk to Brutus – and then there's going to be some video and stuff posted on social media. So uh, check that out at that WrestlePodic. And, and thank you again uh, to everyone subscribing. We're up to 70 subscribers on YouTube. We're almost to 100. That's the first goal. So uh, thank you for doing that. Um, uh, you know, Pac winning the Super Street Mid-Atlantic Ocean title. I'm okay with that. Um, I thought it was going to be Miro. I mean, hell, Clark Connors, boy, that guy got some love tonight. I thought maybe they would pull that off. But, again, this is like I said on the podcast this week about would they let Tanahashi win the AEW title? Could they let Clark Connors win the Super Street Fighter Mid-Atlantic Ocean title? But they went with Pac. Uh, there was a spot in that match, and I don't know if you saw it or even if it registered with you. They put that table up on the, against the railing. 
And there was a little kid standing behind the table and they like snatched that kid up. And that kid later got hit by Moxley when Mox hit the bike rack open so he could get to the ring. So uh, that kid gets a lot of love, man. Hopefully his parents took him out for uh, dessert after the show tonight. Um, another thing from the show that I liked was the Young Bucket Club against the faces with paint. I'm not calling them the dudes with attitudes because that's stupid. And I thought Young Bucket Club was clever because it's Young Buck and it's the It Club from Bullet Club and make it all together. Young Bucket Club. You guys can have that one. Uh, a great match. It was uh, fun to see Sting, who's like 117, jump off the entranceway again. Uh, I didn't like that he did not sell the double super kick to the face. Didn't like that. Um, I didn't think the women's match made sense. Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. Thunder Rosa retained. Um, that was honestly a match where I was watching downstairs. I hit pause. I went upstairs. Got a drink. Went, you know, I, I did some stuff and then fast forward the match because I don't care. You know, the Thunder Rosa title reign has been egregiously mishandled. And you know, Tony Storm, not a believable contender. Um, on Twitter, there was some conversation about Jade and Thunder Rosa getting together with Jade being a double champ. And that can't happen because Jade can't wrestle on live TV. She's the TBS champ, has not wrestled on TBS since February, February 23rd to be exact. Um, I think give Thunder Rosa both women's titles until Sasha. Sashays her way into AEW. Uh, the big surprise. Who is the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club? It was Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro, FKA Cesaro. And that was a fun one, too. I loved the presentation. I loved the pop. I hated his entrance music. But he is with the Blackpool Combat Club. I think if there was any faction he was to join, that would make the most sense. Um, you know, the, the match I was most excited for was the IWGP match, the four-way between Adam Cole, Hangman Page, Okada, and Jay White. Now, that match was, sorry, fucking phenomenal. Put, I'll put money in the swear jar. It was so good. But the ending, was that how it was supposed to go down? Adam Cole is hurt. Something is wrong. And whether Jay White knew that and called an audible, or maybe that was how it was supposed to be, and Adam Cole isn't hurt, and we're all just suckers to that, that chick named K-Fabe. It was an awesome match. I'm going to go back and watch it uh, probably tomorrow because it's all, like I said, it's, all, it's after nine. And at my age, I'm way past my bedtime. I feel sorry for people on the East Coast, except for Joe, because, you know, Joe sucks. Overall, like I said, it was a great event. I just wish that they didn't mix and match. I wish it was literally AEW against New Japan. And maybe moving forward, you know, in the future, that will happen. Um, of course, we're never going to get WWE against AEW. You know, the closest to that will be WWE against NXT. But if AEW and New Japan do Forbidden Door every year, I think it's cool. But the name. John Moxley was on his wife's podcast, The Sessions. 
And he made a comment like, if they're working together, is it actually a forbidden door? The answer is no, John. But he is the one that is taking credit for being the forbidden door. He is the one that is made, he made this happen. So uh, thank you, Mox. Uh, thank you, Jay White, for forming AEW. And uh, let me know what you thought of Forbidden Door. You can leave it here in the comments on YouTube if you're watching. You can leave it in the comment section if you're listening uh, to the audio podcast. Or you can come to social media at that WrestlePod and uh, let us know what you think. You know, you can DM, you can leave a comment in the... I'm going to post the video to social media right away, so it'll be up. So you can look at my, uh, my, 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 my newly cut hair, uh, my, my Bullet Club shirt I pulled out of the storage, and uh, just enjoy a quick little 15-minute uh, chat about the event that was Forbidden Door. The event that was for Tony Khan's favorite wrestling figure, CM Punk. Unfortunately, Punk got hurt. and. Uh, I am looking forward to Punk versus Tanahashi if it happens at uh, New Japan's big event in January, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I think that would be pretty awesome. And that would be worth staying up until like 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever time that is here. Uh, midnight for me, 3 o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah? Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, so that's it. Thanks for checking out this TWP Extra about Forbidden Door. I'm Jason. Um, Wednesday, the boys, Joe and Brian, are going to Blood and Guts. So make sure to check socials for that. See if they post videos or photos. Uh, Thursday, I will be in Las Vegas. Joe will be in the middle of Kentucky. Uh, I'm not sure where Kevin will be and Brian will be at his house in uh, Detroit. Uh, we are recording a podcast as normal. We'll have the Money in the Bank preview. I will be in Vegas, but I'm going for the UFC. Um, I'm trying to find the hookup for some WWE tickets on the cheap because I will have to leave two hours in to go across the street to UFC 276. So uh, wherever you are, thanks for watching. And as Brian says, enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening. Follow That WrestlePod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it!